Hey, it's me, Solid Snake, protagonist and heartthrob of the Metal Gear Solid series. I'm stuck in patreon.com slash supernpcradio, but I've uncovered the key to defeating Foxy. Hello? Snake? It's me, Otacon. Have you told them the key to defeating Foxhound yet? Uh, no. I was just about to, but you interrupted me. Uh, sorry. I, I almost screwed this up as bad as when I designed Metal Gear. Also sorry for pissing myself when we met. Anyway, the key to defeating Foxhound is... Hello, Solid Snake. It is I, Psycho Mantis. I was reading your mind and I could see that you haven't told the listener that the key to defeating Foxhound is by going to patreon.com slash supernpcradio and listening to the Metal Gear Solid Games Club from Super NPC. If someone would just give me a minute, I could tell- Oh, my bad. Carry on. To defeat Foxhound, you must listen to the Metal Gear Solid Games Club from Super NPC Radio, where we're covering the Metal Gear Solid series. I can see in your podcast listening history that you enjoyed The Legend of Zelda Games Club, listener. You'll love this. He's right. Your favorite pals at Super NPC Radio will be covering 10 games in the Metal Gear Solid series. They're released bi-monthly on Fridays. Oh, jeez, I'm going to peace myself again. It's true. You can find it all at the $10 DJ Toad tier over at patreon.com slash supernpcradio every other Friday. There's more to come after that, too. In the second half of the year, I've seen it. Another series after Metal Gear? Oh, man. This is a lot to take in. What's that series going to be about? It better not be about piss. Live this morning from the Mushroom Kingdom, WKBAG Studios, Wario K. Rule, Bowser, Andros Gannon. This is Video Games A Comedy Show. And breaking news, breaking news update. Uh, our our radio station has uh, been acquired. It's been bought uh, by the uh, Wario Holdings Group. Uh, we don't exactly know all the changes that they're going to have for us in the future, we have heard that their ties to Big Bowser are a thing of the past. Um, we're choosing to trust that and move forward with uh, with good faith. Hopefully, it'll work out. Uh, it, it doesn't sound promising, but um, I will be with you all, all, the entire way with any uh, meaningful updates or changes that they might have coming for us down the pipe. But enough about business. Let's get into the uh, let's get into the fun, huh? Let's get into the fun of the show. I have just one member of the Zoo Tycoon crew here, uh, ready to make you make you laugh, make you think, <laughs> make you chuckle, make you make you freak. Uh, his name is Michael Hearn, the Almighty Michael Hi. Hearn. How's it going? Glad pal? to do all those things to you, the audience. And I'm just want to say I'm sorry that for that topical piece of news that you only had me for that. <laughs> I feel like you had you had some people that could have been like more prime and like more involved in like what's been going on with Wario from a while back. Right. And you just have me who's kind of always been on the outskirts of that. So, you know, it's it's a joke for like three people. And yeah. <laughs> but it's, and none of them are here. But well, you're here. You got the <laughs> joke. You got exactly I'm teasing, what I, that's true. You know, you understand yeah. um, this that this joke slash very real thing happening to our radio station is. Um, yes. Quite a. It's quite a change, but you know what? We're going to deal with it. We're going to take it in stride. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, 
No, I can I can hear Connor McCabe laughing now as he's listening to the episode later on. <laughs> um, Hearn, I gotta play your sound effect. It just means that you're Me not too. slicing and dicing. It means that you're getting muscular and everything. Teresa, I'm not talking to. She's Sorry, no, I'm not talking to her. <laughs> Dang. I love that sound. That sound uh, clip. Uh, yeah, he's not. He's not one. talking to her. That's that's true. No. He is not talking to her. He's um, focusing on slicing and dicing. Slicing and, and yeah. dicing, baby. Can't get in that zone until like another person when that's happening. It's true. That's true. Hearn, it's been a minute. How yes. are you? Has been. I've been good. Uh, it's been an interesting start of the year so far with some wild stuff happening. Um, some stuff in the Hearn household, and then just like writing, working, and getting some stuff set up. But otherwise, yeah, still gaming. I thought still. you were. I thought you were going to talk about. World War Three on the horizon. You're like some wild stuff's What's been that? happening at the beginning. Of what are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know what you're saying, but this Bowser or like parallel that you were talking about, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Actual world events, no, no. Um, yes, exactly. No yeah, just my my bubble events. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's been all right. Um, what we call it? Uh. uh what? I don't know what's going on with it. <laughs> I was like, I didn't at first I thought up. you were going to say something, and then you cleared your throat, and I was like, wait a minute, what's happening? Is he going to throw up? Um, no, I'm good. Well, we have a fantastic show lined up for you today. Hearn, our resident movie sexpert, is here to talk about uh, uh, the Academy Awards. Uh, we're on the we're on the brink of an Academy Award uh, coming up tomorrow as of this recording, yeah. but when you hear this episode, oh. they will be over already. So the real World War Three going the on. The real yeah. World War Three. Uh, yes. So Hearn uh, Her and I are going to talk about uh, all of the Oscar uh, nominated Best Picture nominees uh, this this season, and we're going to talk about what if they were video games. <laughs> uh, and then I will have another Fun. segment coming up, uh, a little Kirby <gasps> Corner. Where our, our resident Kirby Corner expert July Diaz will come on the show, and we're going to talk a little Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. And I only am—I'm only thirty percent sure that's the title of the game. Is it called Forgotten? It's something like that. It's something like that. I think it's singular. I don't think there's multiple. Curly lands, right? and the, Curly Kirby and the Fur Curl Curly. Oh, it's a—it's yeah. a Three Stooges. Uh, yeah, I was about title. to say, where's <laughs> Mo and Larry? Huh? Uh, Kirby He's gotta, like, and find the them. Forgotten oh, boy. Land. Um, I but, gotta admit, Curly would probably be the one I would think would have like the wherewithal to go solo if if oh, he had to. Yeah, I think he had definitely. He was like the he had the iconic look, you know. Yes. I always got Mo and uh, Larry confused. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Heard before we get started, I want to hear. Sure. Um. Uh. What is uh your um? Is there any uh? What's it called? Uh, Oscar Best Pictures that you have not seen, or which ones have you seen? Which ones have you not seen? Well, I've seen all the nominees. I made an effort to do that this year, which I don't always do. I feel like there's been plenty of times where I'm like, no, I'm not going to bother seeing Green Book, or I'm not going to bother going out of my way for this. Combo uh, of that was that a lot of them were streaming, which made it very easy. Yeah. And then some of it is just like, yeah, like some of it, I was very like, there were some pleasant surprises. Uh, the big one being like, I saw Drive My Car early not early but last year at afi fest and i was a big fan of it wasn't expecting like a lot of oscar love but the credits kept like hyping it up hyping it up and it's on a good amount and i'm very happy about that that's a very good debt yeah but then yeah i made an effort saw almost all the films nominated for oscars 
I think the only one I didn't see was Spider-Man, which is, I think, an odd one I guess I didn't see. That is weird. But you didn't see the new Spider-Man yet? I haven't seen the previous ones of Tom Holland's or the Garfield ones. It's like the thing of, like, am I going to watch this film that I have, like, apparently six movies that I didn't see that are important to see mm. to get? Or am I just not going to? And I say that even though I saw the new The Batman, even though I didn't see the, like, Affleck ones or whatever, or Justice League. So ah. I'm a big uh, hypocrite. But, no, I didn't um, I didn't go out of my way for that. I think it was just, like, the crowds were crazy. I was a little worried about it. And eventually just got to the point where it's like, yeah, do I want to downgrade to a digital screening that's not an IMAX for this film? And then eventually just didn't. But all the Best Picture nominees, saw them all. Gotcha. I I have seen, of the Best Pictures nominees, <laughs> I have seen <laughs> Dune, li- mm-hmm. Licorice Pizza, and and half of Nightmare Alley. Um, You probably saw the worst half, if you, unless you started it in the middle for some reason. This is, um. I'll, I'll tell you where I'm at with Nightmare Alley. All right. An hour and a half in, Kate Blanchett has still not arrived <laughs> on screen. Jeez. So that's uh, uh, that's it. It's a long movie. It's a three-hour movie. And that time you could have watched just about all of the original Nightmare Alley. So yeah, which um, is a classic, a Stone Cold classic. Yeah, Aaron, I want you to rank that. rank these uh, best picture Ooh, noms. All right. Before well, we, top of the list. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, top of the list is Drive My Car for sure. I don't know really? If you saw it. That's you that's your number one. Yeah, you didn't see it. I haven't. It's very lovely. No, I've only uh, seen Dune. <laughs> Licorice pizza <laughs> and half of Nightmare Alley. Oh yeah, that Alley. thing you just said. Uh, yes. Drive my car. Right. I, I, drive my car is the one I'm most interested in seeing. Yes. Um, I heavily. Yeah. Recommend. Um, I feel like you're not averse to like, uh, slow cinema or like foreign cinema. Well, I'm a big Mirakami fan as well. All right, and that's the other thing too. Like this is like by far like it's really cool to see this in burning and think about like the short. The shorts that they're adapted from are so much thinner than this, but they're still so like very Mirakami influenced. It's really cool. It's really lovely. I've seen it twice now, one time in theaters and both times with Kelsey, mm-hmm. and she got really into it too. I think it's a great cast. I think it's a really great sort of like slow burn uh, concept that really like reaches some really cool emotional heights. It's very intelligent, but it's not like heady or like, you know, tough to figure out. It's a very simple film. It just takes its time, and I feel like it doesn't feel boring. It's really cool. Like, talked about like how rough the uh, first half of N- Nightmare Alley is. Like, this is like it feels shorter than that. Yeah, like, it's really it's. I recommend it. I like that um, first half. I just was too high and I fell asleep. <laughs> it's not a cool like. There's a lot of stuff I do like about Nightmare Alley production design. I like Bradley Cooper in it. I like the performances. Um, I like Willem Dafoe. I like Willem Dafoe. H- yes, boy, I like him. <laughs> Yeah, Ron Perlman for his small role in it is not bad. Like, there's things that are cool. I just feel like it doesn't get going for so long, and it doesn't really earn that. It's weird. Um, yeah. But I think easy second would be Licorice Pizza, which we saw together. Yeah, Licorice Pizza well. is incredible. That's my number yes. one. Um, out of the out of that and Dune, <laughs> that's my number one. That's fair. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah. Then I would say West Side Story. Really. Uh, I was That's number three. About, uh, oh my gosh! Yeah. You take it over Power of the Dog. You take it over Do- Dune. And those would be my four and five in that order. Um, but I, I was surprised. West Side Story. I'm not that big a fan of the original. The con, like, I'm the music's all good. I'm not going to put it down. But it is just like I don't know. I've never rewatched the original too much. This one, like though, what they do with the musical element, like scenes, the dances are really cool. 
like yeah. the cinematography of it is really bonkers. And I like that one scene. The cast is all. Which one? The, the one that's uh, uh, going around. Tw- that was going around Twitter. Oh, like, the one in the. the gotcha. Yeah. The, dance, the one. Yeah. The yeah, dance. the yeah. setup of like the da- school dance being split up is yeah really cool, like insane train shot, and then yeah like uh, the cast is all really good except for one guy. And then Ansel the, Edcord, <laughs> is that the guy yeah. that sucks? Yeah, he he does, but it's also they manage to work around him a lot, and even then I don't think he sucks in like an insanely bad way. It's just like it's so bonkers how much like Ariana DeBose, who's up for best supporting actress, is so good in a role. Mm-hmm. And all of like the Jets and all of the Sharks are really good, and a lot of them didn't get nominated, but it, they were really good. Yeah. Like the guy Mike Feist is like really cool as Biff, is like sort of the bad guy. Ah, uh, Biff. Uh, Shark. I remember Biff from Back to the Future. Yeah, it's him. It's the same guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Dud does. Dud Power the Dog. Dud Dune. Saw Dune. It in. I. You know. Dud Dune. Doug Dune. Uh, that, saw that. In, that's Doug that's Dune. the Dig Dug sequel. Doug Dune. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we already just pitched Dune. I guess the thing of it is <laughs> Dig Dug. Uh, yeah. But Dud those, and then I think that's where it starts to fall off. Where I wasn't that into Nightmare Alley, but it had its merits. Wasn't that into Coda, and. Not really a fan of uh, Don't Look Up or Belfast. I don't know how I would rank them specifically. So King Richard's at like, the bottom of your list? It's the Oh, no. Uh, yeah, and King Richard. I would kind of put that... I don't know. I would put that a little below Nightmare Alley. I think maybe... I don't know. depends on my mood. But like Nightmare Alley, I feel like, has more going for it. There are things about King Richard I thought were kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, they like name drop a real... A tennis player who like went through some like rough times as like a warning to Venus and Serena. Joe McEnroe. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, but no, they like put her down as like this is an example of someone that gets pushed too far. And I'm like, okay, so is there going to be like a redemptive arc, or are you just throwing her under the bus? And it's like, nope, we were just throwing her under the bus. Moving on. And it's like weird. Huh. I don't know. It. The rest of it is interesting. Like the kids who play Venus and Serena, really great. Um, Will Smith is good. I like the mom, but she doesn't get to do much. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's very simple story. It's hard to be like too enthused about it. Huh. Well, that is our, those are, my those are our best uh, picture nominees. We will be digging into those a little bit deeper in our main event, uh, uh, deciding uh, what kind of video games those those would mm-hmm. be. Uh, but first, I want to talk about the news. News is happening all the time, all around us. Um, <laughs> it's un- it's it's just the way that it is these days. And I try to stop the news from happening, but it just it it won't be can't be stopped. Um, Thank you for your effort. We have from my from my uh, uh, I don't even know the word I'm trying to say right now. We have three kind of biggish games that have come out. Okay. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo came out this yeah. week kirby and the forgotten land came out and mm-hmm. tiny tina's wonderlands came out all equal giants yeah all titans yeah yeah well those are the, i mean i feel like those are game. those are three big they are I'm, they're, I mean, they're definitely the bigger than but... the game a memoir blue that also came hey. out this weekend <laughs> also i want to recognize or- that last week uh when we, we were doing the bit of where i was just reading brand new games that no one knows what they are uh, uh we we referenced a game called tunic and we all made fun yeah. of it and i i've apparently tunic is like an absolute banger indie game <laughs> i haven't gone too far because i'm so elden ringy heavy yeah. but yeah. it is cool it is like a little death store like zelda 
kind of obscure game and it's got some interesting elements so people are yeah, loving game it. pass yeah game pass yeah. game too yeah great uh yeah, so Hearn, are you planning yes. on a ghostwire tokyo a kirby forgotten mm. land or a tiny tina of those three i would go with kirby mm-hmm. and we were even talking a little beforehand the idea that it's like a possible co-op 3d platformer appeals to me and kelsey right uh, I am a fan of it. Like I played the demo, it's fun, and I am a fan of Kirby games in general. I even bought um, Side Point. If we want to bring this up, uh, the 3DS shops and the Wii U shops closing eventually. Yeah. Like I've been buying some games. I bought Planet Robobot for 3DS recently. I've been playing that. That's and great. that's a fun. Yeah, it's a fun game. And I'm like, oh yeah, I do like the Kirby games. I always have this like thing in the back of my head that they're easy. But the thing is, that hasn't been true for a bit, and most of them are really like it's exper- experimental and very different from one another. This one like is a whole other like world that's really cool. So I'm like, yeah, I'm I, I definitely should commit to like getting into it. So I will. Um, but Ghostwire Tokyo, I was curious about, and I don't know, it's been in so mixed reviews that I'm kind of withdrawn from it. I don't know if I'll get into that anytime soon. I know I'm bummed. Uh, I love you know yeah. uh, you brought up uh, Balan Wonderworld either before we yeah. recorded or a little bit during, but Balan haven't gotten up yet. What? No, I haven't brought it up you yet. You haven't brought so. it up yet? Okay, yeah. Balan Wonderworld is a game that it's mm-hmm. similar, I feel like, where it's like a, a, an incredible maverick de- developer, auteur, like director behind the project, but didn't turn out so good. Uh, that's the yeah. story for Balan Wonderworld. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, Shinji Mikami game. Yeah. And uh, people are just so-so on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the FPS style of it does kind of like that kind of was the part that seemed promising to me is that I I do like a weird bonkers kind of like FPS game. I was a fan of even Ghost Runner, which is barely like an FPS and more just like FP parkour slasher. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know, like from what I hear, the systems just kind of get to the obvious vein of like there's like open worldy questy elements and it kind of doesn't sound as exciting after all. And I don't know. It's tough. I'm still. It's one of the. It is like a Bound Wonder World where I'm like, hey, decrease that price to like 15 bucks. I'm there. Like oh yeah, thing, but, I, I, Ghostwire yeah. seems like a game I might have to wait for a sale on. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, PS Plus. I, I think you yeah. hit hit it on the head. It's and it's it's pretty much because of Elden Ring. It's been a, about a month, I think, or a little mm. uh, under a month. When did it come out? When did Elden Ring come out? March, I believe. Yep. Right. No. 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 It was like March. No, it did come out in March, but I'm. Yeah, it's recent, recent. I'll tell you what I think my thing about Elden Ring is, and it's a game that uh, came out at the end of February, 25th. Oh, okay. So it has been a month. It's been one month, and every time I sit down, anytime I have a free moment to play a video game and I sit down, Mm -hmm. it's been nothing but Elden Ring. Like, usually, even if I'm playing, like, a main game, I will Mm -hmm. divert and, like, play a little bit of an indie or maybe a little arcade stuff or something, but this has just been my video game time is just I sit down and I play this one game for a month. Yeah, just to, because we're probably not going to cover like games played, like, I just want to shout out, like, my whole Elden Ring experience has been, this has been the game that I've been playing, and not just that, but it's also, like, it's not the game I've been wanting to beat. It's not the game that I've been, like, I'm going to sit down and complete this game or, like, follow through the chapters. I've just been experiencing it, Yeah, and it's been a bit since I did that, and there's even been, like, a part of me that's been, like, I should go back and play games that I did that with like Breath of the Wild, I kind of mainlined. Red Dead Redemption 2, I kind of mainlined. And just like games that give you a chance at Sports World at leisure and like do stuff like that. And I've just kind of rushed through them. 
this just made me regret that because I'm like, there's no way to like know just yet where like my end game is still. Yeah. Like I'm getting to new areas all the time, finding new things, obviously. But like, I wouldn't know like what what I don't know what percent I'm close to finishing the game. I just know that I've been playing it more and more and having fun with it. And it's like, it's been really cool to have that type of game. And it does make it hard to like play a different type of game for a second and have to tolerate that kind of like structure again. Yeah. Of like I told you, like I told the chat, I tried playing the new Guardians of the Galaxy game. Mm-hmm. On Game Pass, when it came to Game Pass, because I was like, well, I hear this is good and I'm sure it's fun and I want to play it for it. And just like the walking through and being told where to go stuff, like immediately like, was losing me. <laughs> it was just so linear. And then, like, and then on top of that, the game lost my save, like it corrupted. And I'm just like, well, that was your one chance, Guardians of the Galaxy. Totally. And now you want me to redo it? And I can't do that. I'm sorry. It's sorry. so sorry. Bye, yeah, Guardians. Sorry, Guardians. Bye, Gigi. Uh, I. I feel like, like, yeah, like I, I'll get into this more with July later because I've played a lot, a little bit of the new Kirby. Uh, I played it mm-hmm. last night and then a little this today before the the show because I wanted to have something else to talk about on this show that wasn't <laughs> Elden Ring. And right away, I'm just like, oh, that's okay. I, oh, I can't go over here. Great. Oh, good. <laughs> I can't do this. Great. You know what I mean? I'm just already like such yeah. in such a bad mood because of the lack of freedom it's so weird how like freedom just makes you feel like you know you're unshackling yourself it it makes the experience just so much better and 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 makes other games look kind of embarrassing where you're just like what just let me go places (laughs) let me go anywhere i want you could have made a movie instead of, you know, a video game if that was your totally. type of thing. Um, what uh, about what about uh, that leads me to a segment on the show uh, I like to call Letters from Limgrave, which is a, uh, a segment <laughs> where we sort of, um, you know, uh, sit by our sites of grace and we kind of write our, a letter to our loved ones and our friends mm-hmm. about some of the things we've been experiencing uh, on the road. Um I'll go first, uh, mm-hmm. Hearn. Um, if you and <laughs> you don't even have to go at all if you don't want to, but um, I'll go. To my loved ones, dear, as I sit here by this side of grace in the starlight, I realize that I, this has been a long time since my last letter. Where am I? Well, (laughs) I found a real, real big, big, big guy. And uh, he was covered in someone else's skin. And I just got to say, where'd he get that skin? (laughs) Whose skin was it? Did I beat him? No. He was impossible. I had to run away. But I keep thinking about that skin. <laughs> Where did he get the skin? He, he's, his name led me to believe he got it from a a god, a demigod. It's called the god skin something. But did he kill the god? Did he find a dead god's skin? Put the skin on? What is this? What is the skin doing for him? Is it armor? It must be armor. It must be that the skin is so hard that people can't get through it. Anyways. 
that's been my time. <laughs> to my to the ones who love me most, I'll I'll see you at my next side of grace. Goodbye. Lovely. Ah, lovely letter to lovely folks. Hearn, you got a you got you got a letter that you've been writing. I got a letter from Rundrave right All here. Right. Let me uh, trap that baby open. <laughs> Dearest Chelsea, my loved one. I'm sorry I yelled, oh, come the fuck on at the top of my lungs. But you have to understand. There was nothing that could have prepared me for the boss in that cave being two crystal guys attacking me at the same time. Because that whole cave, there was no crystal enemies to like lead me up to believe or understand what that was. Just regular like orcs and shit that I like, can kill in a couple hits. Nothing too hard. But then I get to these crystal guys, and my swords, none of my swords, do any real damage against them. I don't know what to do. Are they? Are they? Do you have to do magic? Do you have to do a specific bomb on it? Do you have to do like fire? It. And the reason I'm pissed though, because I've found plenty of bosses. But I had 10,000 runes just ready to go, and now they're hidden behind this mist that I can't get to unless I kill those bosses and get out with it. And you know, at that point, I can always get 10,000 runes somewhere else. It's not even enough to level me up at this point. It's just a principal thing, you know, that I now just have that loss because there was no fair warning. Anyway, I guess I better get down on this round. You know, Elden, Elden Rain's not waiting for no man. You know how it goes. Oh, you know what? Maybe I should contact Mikey again. Mikey Stevens might be able to help me kill these uh, Guardian guys. I'll see what he's up to. Sorry to bother you. Love ya. <laughs> I love a good I love a good letter ending with a, a love ya. Love ya. Um, that's so, that's so. Yeah, I, I have a little uh, non-spoilery uh, Elden Ring update. Um, Ooh. Uh, I guess it can go here in news. Um, yeah, I, uh, news. I, uh, I, I, I broke the economy in Elden Ring for myself. <laughs> um, I Googled and, and I'm, I guess I'm only saying this just in case, you know, maybe as a cautionary tale to someone out there. Mm -hmm. I, the game was, I was playing the game just normal fine. And I, I, something like that happened to me here. I lost a ton of runes. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I Googled, like, what are some popular rune farming techniques? Um, thinking what I was going to find was, like, go to this side of grace, yeah. and these these have high levels, and if you can wipe out these enemies, you can farm for good runes. No, mm -hmm. it actually took me to a game-breaking bug where <laughs> you can defeat an enemy using i don't want to i don't even want to say the method or what because you, you can look mm -hmm. this up yourself yeah. but basically in uh three minutes i leveled up 10 times wow and i wasn't leveling up from like level 10 to 20 i was leveling up from like level yeah. 81 to 91 yeah one, ones where it would take like hundreds of thousands hundreds of, of uh, thousands runes. of runes and, and hours and hours and hours of work so and and what i i i only did 10 levels and when i kind of realized what i was doing i stopped and i was like yeah. wait a minute this could potentially because remember runes are not just things that level you up but they're also yeah, ways of they, upgrading your materials and stuff yeah. so i suddenly was scaling up all of my weapons i was scaling mm. up my, my levels and my attributes and it broke uh, a section of the game for me because i came into it and i was just i mean it was like wiping i was out. on god <laughs> mode i was just wiping oh, everything boy. out in a particularly hard area now i'm back to getting fucked over every two seconds but 
uh, but it took like it took like a, a few hours of progressing through the game before I got back to where it's now difficult again. Yeah. So, and I'm not using that room farm anymore, um, unless like something particularly dubious happens and I lose gotcha. a bunch of stuff, and then I'll go back. And yeah. Try to match it, but it's it's weird knowing that that's just there for me at any point. If I wanted to just scale up, I could do it in a very short amount of time. Well, thanks for sharing that. You're a man of honor, Jeremy. Schmidt. I well, uh, it just I, I I could see I could I could like telegraph it. I'm like the game's gonna get less fun if I if I keep yeah. doing this. It's gonna become just yeah. like a any other normal video game. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it would be Ghost of Tsushima on easy mode right, at that right. point. Yeah. yeah. Um don't want that. Where where are you at? I mean, like you said you're you're um I got to a new area recently where it's like I'm basically building up the map to go very even upper right. Like I was doing Kaled for a little bit, mm. sort of left that alone because that's pretty hard. How many hours you got on this game so far? I think twenty to thirty, like in that range. Oh, it might twenty be to thirty. 30 oh, now. okay. Wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I have a I have ninety hours in this game. Wow. Yeah. All right. So I'm a, a little uh, farther, maybe. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, but no, I'm all the way in the upper right. Like, I used the things to get an elevator to a whole new area. And in that area, there's like a new area in the upper right. So I've been exploring that now lately. And just seeing if that's any easier than some of the sort of like blocks in some of the other map areas that are like, well, that boss is too tough for me right now. Gotcha. So I can't do that just yet. Yeah. Uh, we haven't but, talked about this game. What's your build? What's your. Yeah. Well, I'm more of a swordsman, more of a swords and shieldsman. Uh, Mikey helped me out a bit. Like, I don't have, like, magic that heavy build. Like, I was trying to do it, like, way old school, Demon Soulsy. Like, let's just sword and shield and more and parry and do stuff. Downside being that the parrying in this is much tougher. Oh, I yeah, I don't, I've never it. used it. Uh, yeah, like, it's gotten to the point where, yeah, now I'm just using rolls and a lot of jumping and the horse, obviously, at times. There was one cool boss fight I had in the middle of, like, a catacomb where I just beat him on the boss, and it was, like, it felt like cheating almost, even. It was just like, yeah, I can run away from you and do that. Uh, but I, yeah, mostly focusing on that. I got a cool sword that kind of, like, needs higher faith and intelligence, so I'm building that now. But right now I just have, like, a big kind of heavy lawn sword that I'm, like, really good with the timing of and that helps me knock out some enemies pretty easily um and yeah other than that i i yeah i don't know what else uh to describe my build with but yeah well, what did you start as were magic. you a confessor a prisoner a warrior what's the probably not warrior paladin i don't where... know what what would you start a hero i think it's one of them maybe hero um but yeah, it was just like the sword and shield guy. I just went with that. I guess sword and shield guy. Paladin. Paladin, Paladin is what it is officially. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't do. I even tried, and I was curious if I would do it conjunctively. But I think it's just too bonkers hard to do it with. Um, that I did try. Like I, I usually like I did it with Demon Souls too. I have my mic build, which is me as a warrior, and then I have my magic mic build, which is me with the magic abilities. So I was trying magic mic for a second there, and. Yeah, like I see like the differences and it might be a little easier at times too, but I'm also like, I don't know, getting into the weeds with my warrior side, so sticking with that for a bit. That's cool. Yeah, you know, you can mm. do hybrids too. You can build you can have a hybrid build of like that I'm 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 mm. for example, I'm a faith strength dex build. So I'm great mm. with swords and big weapons and also mat yeah. and also incantations. Yeah, I'm building up on my magic side a little bit for a sword, but I might start to implement uh, some magic in it. Also, I got past the point where you can respec 
which I haven't messed with just yet, but I am keeping that in mind as like, yeah, I might I might go back to that area and do that. So crazy, very generous respec yes. uh, options. Like they okay. give you a lot of. It's not infinite, but it's no. there's like That's you find a me. surprising amount of those um whatever they are those little materials for respecking at that spot, which is nice. pretty nice. Yeah, no. Um, when Mighty did Mighty Stevens did help me beat the boss to get to that. And I was trying on him to help me with a couple other bosses, but then I just wiped them out by myself, and I was like, oh, I'll rain check on you then. And then when it got to that one, the second form of that boss was very tough, so he helped me out with that. Yeah. Um, it was the what, the yeah. woman? the the Yeah, the witch woman. Yeah. Wiki woman. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, like, again, like, it's that thing of there are definitely bosses where the second half becomes, like, a monster for <laughs> tough reasons. Her first form was very easy, but, yeah. yeah. Um, but I had fun with that. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure what my like general goal is right now in the new area. I'm just exploring it. So I'm not, I'll find out, I guess, but I've also gone back and done some of the elevator bosses and I'm still not sure what those add up to yet. Either the ones where you have to like go down at it, like a ever cool or, or ever. Yeah, yeah. 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 Be a couple of those. And I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I am using the markers more now to be like, oh, I didn't, I can't beat this guy yet. I'll leave a marker here and come back later. And just kind of like cleaning house when I feel like tough or something, or if I run out of like an option to do something. I felt pretty, I felt pretty good about the progression in that game where I like, I always feel like I know I have a new idea of somewhere else to go. I never feel stuck. No. Like even if something's too hard, I'm like I'm like I have like seven other places yeah. that I'm curious about. So I'm like, well, I'll just go, I'll go over here. I've seen some. Yeah. I've seen at this point now. I think I don't. I don't even know if I want to say most of the game, but a lot of the game. And so I've seen like a lot of like variations in areas too, which are like really, mm. it, yeah. really cool and interesting. Uh, I really want to do a co-op episode on Connor's mm. show about this. Um, it's going to be really tough though because you could yeah. literally do 2 hours about just the mechanics of the game like it's so dense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean it's the other thing too if like you do a co-op now like a month into it, it might be very different from a co-op 2 months later where like you're suddenly like, "Oh, I just saw tons of stuff more or I replayed new game plus and didn't realize you could do all this." Yeah. And- or, you know, like uh there, there's also patches that keep hitting the game yes. and that nerfs and or buffs certain aspects yeah. of it. So like certain builds like become like less mm. re- less relevant to the conversation if they ner- if they nerf them versus other builds. Like yeah, like I don't know, man. I I yeah, my I not a not, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but like big recommend get into the blood game, baby. Get into mm. the blood uh, and. Uh, uh, frenzy, <laughs> like the madness mm-hmm. stuff in that. Yeah, really mess with the enemies. That is some powerful stuff. Blood mm-hmm. alone has like ripped through so many more enemies than I- I'm shocked at how many things are mm-hmm. so weak to blood um, attacks. That might be my crystal guys. I might have to do that. Those crystal guys, mm-hmm. I can tell you offline if you want to know what the, <laughs> what the trick is with those. Because right. there is a, there I- is a trick. Okay, and I'm glad you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, because you fight variations of those multiple times, so. Uh, but, yeah, like, I'm right in the right, right? There was no lead-up of, like, oh, this is going to be a crystal die moment. No, no. it's all just orcs. No, yeah. no, 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 yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Go, go, yeah. Go, go, go. Other than the fact that okay. you're in a mine, and, like, they are they are like the mine arbiters. You did 
Yeah, you get used to that, I guess. I guess maybe that's early one for me. I've had different types of caves all over. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. we, we got to talk about other things besides... Oh, how about this? Nintendo Switch, you can do folders now. Folders. <laughs> Have you messed with this yet? Mm, no. I, I made one uh, folder, and <laughs> then I stopped. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a, it's a weird... It's weird. It's it's cool. I th- I thought it was gonna mm-hmm. work a little differently. You have to go through like one to get to access your folders window. You have to go through like mm-hmm. one too many steps where it's still a little bit mm-hmm. more convenient to just scroll through my library and pick a game. Yeah. No, I get that, and I mean I get it's sort of like the Steam thing where like after a bit, so much stuff goes on sale and so much stuff gets cheap that you do end up having a large library, and it does help to categorize. I'm just not sure what I would categorize my Switch games for because, like, it's not like it's not the same level of my Steam library where I have like a thousand games yeah. that I would be like, yeah, I should probably categorize which ones I care about. This one, it'd be like, yeah, I can stroll past like some of the dumb indie games I got for a cent to get to Dragon Quest or something. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. I. Yeah. I, I. 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 My first folder I made was like Nintendo. a collections folder where I was like, these are all mm. of the my collections of games um and then immediately it was like well wait a minute is this a co- considered a collection uh <laughs> it doesn't actually make maybe it, it is maybe, can, maybe it isn't yeah can you make subfolders where it's like yeah, collection no, and retro so. collection modern collection i don't know maybe but yeah it's it seems like a really cool addition that doesn't necessarily like i don't know if i'm gonna because i then i i'm gonna forget what games i put in what folders and then there's like but man, I was scrolling through my Switch library. There are so many games I I just I must have bought like in a blackout yeah. drop because I do not remember <laughs> when the hell did I buy East Eight? <laughs> like that's crazy. And that game's never like that much on sale too. So you were I was loaded, like baby. You're like I'm gonna be an East man the next day and just just forgot totally that. forgot. Yeah, when <laughs> did I buy Legend of Mana? You know, it's mm. re- it's yeah, it's a strange strange thing. Um, well, I guess that's going to do it for news. Yay. Um, oop. Let's play that again. There we go. When we return, Michael Hearn and I are going to talk about the Oscar-nominated pictures for the year of 2022. And if they were video games, what video games might they be? Stay tuned. Hello, uh, folks, listeners. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. We're back from break uh, with a little segment I like to call Kirby Corner. This will be just a little segment of the overall episode that's happening uh, today. Um, Again, this is sort of uh, another request that we had from the Wario group after they uh, purchased us, uh, the radio station. uh, still, uh, still claiming to have no more affiliations with Big Bowser. Um, uh, you know, we're 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 working again on good faith with these with these people. Um, but uh, yeah, they've requested more segments, so I'm doing a segment today called Kirby Corner with the great July Diaz. July, welcome. Hello. 
Hello, hello, uh, and uh, I'm gonna play your sound effect right. Sweet now. July, sweet July, sweet July is back with us again for uh, Kirby Corner, the first of many. I hope. Is this gonna be an ongoing segment for years to come? We hope <laughs> all just things Kirby related, Kirby news. I love that. Yeah. Um, and is that so only for Kirby, the Nintendo character, or is this sort of other Kirbys in other media? Or we could talk about Jack Kirby, mm-hmm. like we some yeah. Talk comics. We can talk uh, Kirby Hal Baptiste. Of course, mm-hmm. somebody we ha- have light familiarity with. I uh, I would say very light. Yeah, Maybe but me- the listeners me- might know from Cruella and. The upcoming season Barry, of Barry. Mm-hmm. Barry, yeah. Mm-hmm. Funny. Very funny. Funny. But today Barry's so did... funny. Yep. It is, it's very funny. It is. And uh, Kirby's funny in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but not the Kirby we're talking about today. No, the, Although today also ta- this Kirby's very funny. This Kirby is very funny. And, and I feel like it has never been funnier mm-hmm. than in this uh, this iteration we have the new g- game Kirby and the Forgotten Land wow. is out. And it's finally here, which is, I think, a lot of us Nintendo freaks. Um, I, I consider myself to be an, a bit of a Nintendo freak. Mm-hmm. We've been waiting. I consider on... myself a Nintendo file. Actually, and I like that better. I want to consider myself a Nintendo file. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Instead of Nintendo freak, I think. Well, and files. And folders is now a new thing you can add on your Nintendo Switch, which we did talk about oh. in, the, in the news earlier uh, with Michael Hearn. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I was sort of quiet during that. Yeah, well, you know, you are, we kind of reserved your uh, part of the podcast for this. And yeah, just so you know, uh, July was there the whole time. I was we just there. didn't int- yeah. introduce him. So mm-hmm. an hour and a half of recording with Michael Hearn and July just kind of... <laughs> on his phone (laughs) not a lot of people know that i'm here for i want to say 90 percent of the record yeah and i'm just sort of chilling you know and everyone always asks me like is that the engineer is that the producer i'm like no no (laughs) no uh kind of the same role you have on totally rad exactly where you're just kind of there i'm kind of there (laughs) people the guests are kind of like why is it why <laughs> was that? who's here like why is there so many people why is this why guy is so- why is this guy talking when he's not the co-host or yeah. the host why is there so many people here is very funny it's a very disarming thing when you join a podcast that you think you're talking to one maybe two people and it's an army of folks and and it's pared down because when we used to do a live show there were at least eight people on stage at once yeah talking be, over each other it would be like, it would be like a handful of people on stage, and then everyone they were dating would come on stage to do bits. And it's always it, but you know the the span of the show, the cast is going to be so many you know, different people because people are just dating so many people, you know, and they're breaking up mm-hmm. left and right, mm-hmm. and then getting back together, exactly, and up, mm-hmm. and yeah, so it's yeah, it's fun. Yeah, the, the tail on that thing is long yeah yeah but uh so july i bought this game 
yesterday. Went to Best Buy, picked it up. I also picked up a game with it, oh, too. Best Buy. A Triangle Strategy was the game I picked up. I haven't heard of this. What is this? What? It's the real-time strategy, or the, I'm sorry, the turn-based strategy game by the Octopath Traveler people. You oh, I see. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I didn't realize that came out as well. It, it came out a couple weeks ago, but ah, okay. I think it just got Elden Ring kind of overshadowed sure overshadowed it and um i don't even know if it's good or if i'll even play it but <laughs> no you haven't even played it yet no 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 i have not got i haven't it, touched it. it um but i have played through the very first whole world of kirby and the forgotten land so i just did too right as before we started recording i finished the very first of i'm guessing many uh bosses bosses and lands mm-hmm yeah, so I got through the and I would we'd call it uh I don't know if it's the official name but Grassland I think is the first. Sure, sure. Like it's like the jungle uh um, That makes sense con- considering who's the boss. The jungle. Yeah, like a jungle. But like but like again like it's it's crazy this game has the sort of aesthetics of a post-apocalyptic world. Mm-hmm. But be- before are we going to get into our sort of general thoughts of the game i think or? so i think so yeah yeah i just i it's i i feel like it's a uh, wild that this game is out you know yeah did you think it was going to be delayed at all or anything like that i did um i figured i guess that like it, if it didn't get delayed like maybe it would well i, I this is kind of my general thoughts so i don't know if we're getting into it right now what mm-hmm. are your general thoughts I want to well, hear that well before we get to general thoughts i do yeah, want to okay. talk about your decision to pick it up from best buy was it why was that because i know i picked up my copy from target because there was a specific um item free item which what was that item again i couldn't really make heads or tails of that and there's a whole story to it but before (laughs) i get into that which i'm happy to share i yeah we got to hear that story uh yeah what was your decision were you just picking up the other game at best buy and I Best Buy is just kind of my go-to, you know, mm-hmm. and I will buy these games and sometimes get points off of them, and yeah, that makes sense. you know, and that stuff. And I, it's kind of closest to my house, and mm-hmm. you know, I feel like yeah, I don't have a really good game store close to me here in Glendale yeah. that I might go to instead. Uh, so not really even a choice. It's just a way to, I used to also just have games delivered, but they kept coming days later than yeah. I would, than they would say. And then and that kind of ruined my weekend. Yeah. So I, I started just going to pick them up, but yeah. So that Target had this item. What's, what's going on with this? All right. So I don't, you know, anytime I'm making a purchase of a brand new game, cause usually if, if, for specifically a Nintendo game, I like to have a hard copy. Um, and I like to look at if any sort of retailer is having a special sort of right. bonus free item or anything. I know GameStop had some really nice pins that I believe mm. Tyler Schnupp might have got gotten that. Um, That's nice. Those were really nice. But Target was doing a special promotional item of a very cute kirby pouch and i don't know if you i don't know what you you think about sort of pouches and what (laughs) they what purpose they sort of serve you know it's sort of a i don't know it's just a fun little it's a novelty item i guess it's to hold uh your 
things in, like your change, maybe loose change, maybe or some credit yeah. cards or something. Yeah, yours looks like to be about the roughly half the size of a normal whoopee cushion or something. Right. Uh, so it's sort of Kirby's uh, face, and then on the back, it's uh, one of the Waddle Kirby's ass. It's Kirby's big old cheeks. Big old cheeks with a nice long crack down the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, but the, the pain that I went through yeah. to be able to get this. Which target did you end up going to to get that? So here here's my story. I went to the closest target to me in the city of Alhambra to pick up the game. And here's sort of caveat that, you know, I... I would have just done in-store pickup to sort of, you know, secure the game and the item. But the weird sort of terms and conditions for this promotional item only allowed you to receive it if you buy the game in-store without a pre-order. So I'm sort of... So if you pre-ordered it, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah, you don't get it. And I'm sort of gambling, Whoa. like if they have the game in stock, which I thought surely they're going to have this in stock. Brand new game, hot new game, hot new game. They're retrofitting the targets, red balls. I don't know if any listeners have been to targets and seen these red balls that are in front of the stores. Yeah, I've seen them. They retrofitted them with Kirby. So no, they, they did not. They did. They did. I have a picture. What? Yeah. I yeah. T- can you? Sh- yeah. Show me the picture. I I need to see it to believe it. I'll show you the picture right now. But um, yeah. So this is a big promotional thing that's happening. I'm showing almost, almost. Jeremy the picture. Oh, let me let me just shut this thing off real quick. Take off my virtual background, which I do love. Look at this. Holy! He's not wrong, folks. They have. Put a Kirby like uh, skin on those big red balls you find outside of the Target. That is crazy. Yeah, and what is going on with Target? How did they get this promotion? That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. Why is this a GameStop thing? You know, I would think. Yeah, I have no idea. But even the what came first, the decision to do Target. And then they did the big red balls, or did they do Target because Target has big red balls? That's a good question. Yeah, I, <laughs> I wonder if Nintendo somewhere in Nintendo of America they had a meeting. Yeah. Well, Target has those big red balls. We all know <laughs> these big red balls in front of Target. Surely that we can make those look like Kirby. Yeah, put something on them to make them look like Kirby. Mm-hmm. Wow, oh, what would that be? I don't know, some sort of skin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm telling you, they, they even have like the Target bags, and it's all oh, Kirby. Oh, my God. You're you're right. Look at this. Look this at is this. insane. This is I thought this was going to be a joke, but this is no bit. They're, they, they've gone full Kirby. Yeah, and uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Look at this. Look at this. I can't believe that. I know. I I, I see it. It's it's really, this is really, I don't know, troubling is the wrong word, but like I'm I'm generally confused. So if you go into a Target 
Jeremy, and you see they retrofitted the big red balls to look like yeah. Kirby's. Right. And they got all the bags. This is not even just the bags in the electronics area. These are all the bags. People are walking out with bags that That's have what I, yeah. Kirby's face on it. Right. You're thinking to yourself, surely they have an abundance of Kirby in the Forgotten Land, right? Yeah. And the promotional items, the pouch. Right, right. So I walk in. I go to the electronics section. I ask for, first of all, I see someone in front of me uh, in line. Uh-huh. And I see them talking to one of the employees. And uh-huh. in front of their desk is a mountain pile of these pouches. <laughs> Ton of them. Right. I overhear a little bit of, about what the guy in front of me is saying. And the employee tells him, sorry. We're all, we don't have any more. And then he hands him a pouch, right? Right. So then that guy leaves. I ask if they have the game in stock. Sold out at that location. Sold out. And then I ask the guy, okay, well, do you know if any other target locations in the area might have extra copies of the game? He checks for me. He lets me know. Pasadena location has perfect, some. perfect. So, not too far, not too far. So I say, great. Another question: Do you think they'll have this sort of curvy pouch? <laughs> and I'm pointing at the big sort of pile mountain that you just saw him hand to mm-hmm. someone else. Mm-hmm. Sort of hearing, oh, maybe he told that guy, "Sorry, we ran out, we're sold out." But here's this pouch, right? I sort of, you know, I'm asking, and the guy goes. Looks at the pile, looks at me, and goes, I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. You're going to have to find out for yourself. Did you dare ask, like, what, what about that other guy? I, you know, I wanted to. I didn't have yeah. sort of, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't want to get into a whole conversation about... An altercation or sort of a yeah. curb your enthusiasm moment. Yeah, yeah. Like I, where, like, where like the security guard has to come and like you're you're like tugging on a pouch back and forth. Exactly, with the guy. exactly. <laughs> uh, and then I fall on one of the big red Kirby balls. Yes. Because this is happening yes. in front of the target. It's happening in front, yeah. So... <laughs> So I go to the Pasadena location, mm. uh, get there, have a celebrity sighting. A, uh, I don't know if you've been watching Minx on HBO. Minx. Right, Minx, yeah. Uh, Lennon Parham's Minx was shopping uh, at the Pasadena Target. Wait, Lennon Parham's Minx? Mm-hmm. Not Minx's Lennon Parham. Mm-mm-mm. It's so like her... Show her show her character is <laughs> shopping. Mm-hmm. So I get to the electronics department, and the dude behind the counter, sort of a classic stoner guy. Yeah, mm. big long straight hair, loving the look, but he is yeah. clearly blazed out of his mind. Yeah, he is four eleven blaze it. Never mm-hmm. forget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge stand of 
Kirby in the Forgotten Land next to the counter. So they got games. So this is sort of an opposite scenario where yeah. there's no pouches, but there's the game. I don't see a pouch in sight. I'm uh-huh. thinking maybe the guy has it behind the counter. I don't know. Right. I purchased the game. The guy starts talking to these strangers. He might know. It seemed like some younger kids came up and they kind of like pointed at my game. And we're like, we're here for that. <laughs> and then they start talking. The guy completely ignores me, but he's still right. ringing me up. Then I ask him, because uh, I noticed the bags. I kind of want one of these bags. Right. Can I have one of those bags, please? Mm-hmm. Gives me a bag. Right. Then I ask him about the pouch. Tells me they only had 10 at that location. 10 pouches. And were they all gone? And they were all gone. Did you go back to the Alhambra So I target? go back to the Alhambra <laughs> Target. <laughs> I ask a different employee that's in the electronics department. I still see the pouches. The pouches are there. Right. So, hey, man, I went to go pick up this game here. You guys were sold out. I was told to go to Pasadena because they got the game in stock there. (laughs) But they got no pouches there. So, But I got the game there. Can I get the pouch here? Yeah. The guy seemed very confused. Yes. But the whole situation, he was like, Almost I, like I don't know. Almost like the promotional is very confusing to everyone. Oh, yeah. So yeah. He, he starts calling another employee. They start talking to their supervisor. There's just a whole... What a is whole, happening? No one knows what's going on with this pr- promotion. And I'm thinking, well, there's you sold out here. And you're yeah. not giving these things... Oh, you can't give these things away you can't yeah can i just buy who cares can i just like buy an amiibo and then you just give it to me i'll buy the pouch at this point yeah i just yeah at this point it's it's more becomes about the principle of the pouch yeah and as i'm talking to all like three employees at this point no one knows what's the protocol i see someone else come up and ask someone else oh do you have any more of those pouches Uh, you know i'm here just for the pouch and the guy says sorry you have to buy a game to get the pouch right so so this is what happens (laughs) finally someone gets word from a supervisor and says okay well i believe the promotional item is tied to the location that you purchased the game. So you're going to have to go back to Pasadena and talk to a team leader there and they'll set aside if any more pouches come in. And I said, really? (laughs) So I can't get any of the pile of pouches but that there. you have no games here connected to. Yeah. And I said, sorry, no, you have to call them or go over there and talk to them. So all hope is lost, right? Yeah. Yeah. At that point, you just go home. Yeah. I'm like, this is enough. I spent maybe two hours doing this. <laughs> <laughs> For something that I can see at July is not worth it. 
I agree with you, by the way. But at this yeah. point, I've invested it, uh, so yeah. much time. That I get I'm, it. That yeah. I'm like, this is your day now. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm walking out with one of these. Yeah, you're giving me a, a Kirby pouch. Yeah, yeah. So as I'm walking out, I go, you know what? I'll just ask someone else at guest services, see yeah. if they can help me explain the whole thing to this new person. Right. They go, right. okay, hold on, let me go check. The guy comes back, and he goes, my man, here you go. Two pouches. He gives me two pouches for, I don't even, for I don't, my troubles. For, for your troubles, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So, was it worth it? Hell no. <laughs> but... <laughs> what? But it goes to show. You do it, it goes to show. Hey, don't don't give up, guys. Right, there's and it always also, someone there to help you. And I also feel like it, it it taught me a lesson of no one knows what they're talking about. That too, no <laughs> one knows what's happening ever. Um, Target was doing this huge promotion for this game. Yeah, with this item, they're right. They're changing the layout of the stores, yet no one knows what to Anything, do. Presumably, with yeah. this, yeah, right. That is wow. I'm shocked. I'm I'm genuinely disturbed and shocked by by this uh, by this news. But it's like it also reminds me of just like corporate just corporate america of like no one knows what's going on and also yeah. there's free things just give them away just give them away like how are you that how are you that stupid too to be like hey you need to go to another like like you already went there and then left and then came back and they're still gonna say no you got to go back to that other place that's crazy and i understand if it was maybe they thought oh well this guy's like trying to rip us off Scam. or something yeah, but i got my, i had my receipt everyone i had the right. the kirby target bag yeah i had the game in hand yes so i can wow that is that is a harrowing tale anyway uh, i gotta go okay well i gotta uh, go to another target location to another <laughs> pouch what 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 on earth for? Uh, more Kirby uh, gear, more swag, more Kirby swag. Yeah. Kirby swag is interesting because it's like, I don't know about you, but I've never been like a huge Kirby fan. Like I like Kirby fine, but yeah. like I've never. He's not a Mario to me. I'm right there with. Know? He's not my guy. I didn't grow up with Kirby per se with the, yeah. the library of games, but I will say. I one of my earliest Nintendo games was a Kirby game, mm. and it was Kirby Block Ball, which is sort of a That's, yeah, it's good. What's the word? It's like um, you know, the it's it's not a knockoff, but it's in the style of a of of those games where it's a floating platform, and you're just. Mm-hmm. knocking back sort of like pong but a one-sided pong oh yeah yeah breakout that's yeah breakout it's in the breakout, style of that yeah. and i love that game it was for that's good game boy yeah love that game so that's you know 
and and the Smash Brothers games. Yeah, yeah. That that's sort sure. of my relationship with Kirby, and yeah, occasionally playing the Super Nintendo games, but emulated as. But that's as far as yeah. Yeah, I I had Kirby's Dreamland for Game Boy mm-hmm. growing up. And that was a lot of fun. That was definitely a lot of car rides playing that game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, uh, Kirby games to me have always been, like, baby. Like, n- like a lot of games are, like, aimed at children. But, like, this game is, well, like... this game in particular, too. It's very easy. It's easy in a way that... But refreshingly easy. Like I have to, I like because there's two modes in this. There's wild mode and I think regular. And I picked wild mode, and I'm like sleepwalking through. Yeah, I truly thought it was going to be really, really some challenge. I mean, it is. There are parts of it that are challenging, but it's not. It's still a casual gamer will have the slight breeze of getting oh, through yeah. at least the beginning so far as much as i played yeah i've played like two or three or yeah, one or two levels in in the next area mm-hmm. and it yeah like and and i've and i've played games like kirby's epic yarn mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and like you know the kirby games for the super nintendo oh yeah the crystal shard game for the n64 i played a, a, a good amount of kirby games I, and I, I yeah you're just Remind me, I played, there was one for DS, like was a launch title yeah. that was yeah. sort of drawing uh, oh, yeah. the direction. Oh, yeah, Canvas for- Curse or something yes, like that. Yes, Yeah. And then there's fun. one for the 3DS I like called Planet Robo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's very fun. But like, and that game actually can get pretty tough at times. Um, and some of, I've played some of them and they're, they're, some are easier than others, you know, like, and but this one is like one of those, just absolutely, I don't know. You, you. I mean, I think we've both kind of said it. Just absolutely, no challenge to it whatsoever. Like the only challenging thing is like finding the little hidden stuff. Yeah. You need. Yeah. So I guess like kind of like what this game is a little bit we can describe. Like so, I was under a false impression. So me too. I may not. I may not be the most positive right now on this game, but like mm. I thought this game was gonna be like. I pictured it being a little bit more like Mario 64, like not open world. Yeah, I expected it to be a Mario 64 game where it's like levels, but like open mm-hmm. sandboxes and and like maybe you're collecting dream waddledees or whatever. Yeah. But this game is actually a lot more like Super Mario 3D World or Sackboy's big adventure where you're not really controlling the camera you're just sort of right led in a very linear path Mm -hmm. through a level until it's over and there are secrets and like little hidden areas and stuff but very um like on top of it being just so easy also very linear yes yeah. What, yes. are your, what are your thoughts I, on that? Because did you did you expect something different as well? I did. I I really thought. I mean, it was advertised this way. You can go back and watch the initial trailers for this game, mm-hmm. and it seems like, oh, this is open world Kirby, right? As it seems that a lot of big games now are going that direction, which I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. But 
as soon as I started playing this game, it was very clear, like, it's it's not that, which I'm fine with, actually, to a yeah. certain extent. I'm like, oh, this is a, this isn't open world, per se, and it does have a fixed camera, but everything else about it, I think, is, it works great. I mean, the controls yeah. are fun, music's yeah. amazing. Yeah. The new abilities to suck up, like, cars and... That's fun. Fun. It's cool. And I like the environments. I think the level designs are good. And mm-hmm. like, I like this w- little weird world we're in. I kind yeah. of expected it to be a little darker. And maybe it gets darker. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and that kind of hit me earlier today when I was playing it, how upbeat the soundtrack is too. Yeah. Which is great. But also... Yeah, I mean, it's all the way this is advertised. It seemed like, oh, this is your dark Kirby. Kind of dangerous Kirby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, it's, I'll I'll say this. It's no secret that for the past month, Elden Ring has sort of shattered. Jeremy has frozen again, but I believe he was probably going to say something like Elden Ring has overtaken his life in some way. I am having the Elden worst. Elden Ring has overshadowed everything. I'm just guessing what he was going to say. I'm having the worst luck with Zoom today. So, so crazy. Okay, we're back. We're yes, back. We're back. What, t- what time is it? 30.58. I'm going to write this down. Oh, absolute nightmare. Were you going to say like Elden Ring has taken over your life? Yeah. 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 And it, uh, so turning this on, because I wanted to play some of it. Yeah. Before we talked, uh, was so funny. It was such a joke to go from Elden Ring, which is like the most oppressive, harsh, disturbing, dark world, Mm -hmm. to something where it's like, I can't even go to parts of the level where it clearly seems like I should be able to go. Yeah, even that, like, I was surprised that in certain sections of areas, I'm like, oh, I can't even fall to my death here. I can't even go off the the railing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you're right, kind of refreshingly easy Mm -hmm. if you've been playing. Have you been playing this Elden Ring? I have. I put probably 50 hours into it at this point. I have took a little break because I was playing one of the Metal Gear games, and then I also took a break from that to play this. This, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But but this isn't, like you said, this is a nice, uh, you know, yeah. change of pace. Yeah, nice breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. I, I think it looks pretty nice. I think it... Breath uh, of the Wild mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Breath of the Wild mode. Um, I also... here. I Here's a weird thing. In Kirby games... I didn't. He gets. He doesn't usually get tired, right? Good question. I. F- I don't know. I mean, like he usually, you just can float by the entire level. That's part of the. I think he gets tired. I mean, I, I'm basing this off of Smash Brothers. He, you can only. He does get tired puff up Smash. so much, and then yeah, kind of gets tired, and yeah, 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 floats down. Float has to has a little has himself a little float down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
What's your favorite uh, big thing you put in your mouth so far? Mine's the car, I think, as advertised. It's pretty, pretty, actually pretty good. Car's pretty cool. I really had fun uh, swallowing a giant cone. Ah, I liked going, yeah, and you smash the floor with the cone. That is really um, satisfying when you see in the area of a level, like, oh, I can burst through this with one of my giant sucking mm-hmm. abilities of either crash through it with the car or do shoot it with my sodas shoot it with my soda or just like fall onto it with the cone that's all great mm-hmm. yeah that's really that is that is good yeah um some of the early bosses are like animals mm-hmm. and i'm wondering if that's sort of the vibe with this game where it's going to be just different animals yeah, because some of the enemies are, I believe, foxes. Are they foxes? Yeah, little foxes. They look like little Pokemon. Yeah, and it's it's funny because the AI on some of these foxes, they will just fall off the map and kill themselves <laughs> by accident. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, it's a little, I'm pretty early on in the game, so I don't have a ton to report. I guess my first impressions are just that, that I can see why this didn't get delayed, and I can see why it's an early 2022 game, because it's not quite the big tentpole title, I think, that we thought it might be. It's not right. quite a Breath of the Wild or a Mario Odyssey. Right, but um, yeah, and I'm not too sure how much more of the game is there. Um, but yeah, I just yeah. finished the first sort of area of it and reached the hub world, which I didn't realize there was going to be an extra hub world. Yeah, I'm interested to what bu- building those other structures are going to be, you know? Well, I walked. have you walked into any of them or no? Well, I walked into like the store to upgrade some of my gear. So that and... was surprising to me. I was like, oh, this yeah. is cool. Like I, It was cool. Would have yeah. been fine with not upgrading any of these abilities. But yeah, because you don't you don't need them to be stronger <laughs> ever. No, not really. <laughs> They're so powerful, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's that's a great little addition to the game. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. Um. And then there's a bunch of like, depending on how many Waddle Dees you get, you can build other areas out. And yes. I'm kind of interested to see what those are. There. Oh, have you not reached those areas yet? Have you not tried to? Well, I I think the or the the cheapest one can be is like sixty bucks. Oh, 60 oh, bees. in the hub world. Oh, I thought you were yeah, talking the about the. There are spaces that are opened up with the waddle dees that you collect, and they're sort of. Uh, oh, challenge modes. Yeah, yeah, little mini yeah. games. Yeah, this is exactly like Sackboy's Big Adventure, actually, where there's like bigger levels and then timed challenge oh, okay. levels, and like. And there's even like co-op in this in the same way there's co-op in that game. And like um Oh yeah, the co-op. I completely forgot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's uh I bet that's fun. Yeah. I haven't tried it, but yeah, yeah that's that's nice it. that it's there. Totally. Yeah. And I wonder I wonder what it'd be like to play as a as that Waddle D with the bandana. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he how if he plays different. If he can also put things in his mouth or whatever. He does it up his butt. He Oh, he goes up his yeah. ass, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, yeah, the, yeah. So if, I guess if you want to play a harder version of this game with more challenge, Sackboy is your game. Cause that is a pretty uh, tough, a pretty tough and pretty challenging game. 
But uh, yeah, I don't got much more to say about Kirby. Go out and get it now at your local Target. Um, they have some prizes there for you, or maybe not. Maybe who some knows? surprises they who have. Knows? And, yeah, they, who knows? Maybe the the other Target did have them too, and I maybe just talked to the wrong guy. Totally, you didn't. Yeah, it's like you didn't spend an, an hour at that other Target trying to figure it out. Um, he was probably maybe that guy smoked them all. You know what? I wouldn't put it past him. Right. Well, July, where can people find you? What do you want people to know That's about? That's it? Yeah. I mean, what else is there to say? It's There's nothing more to talk about with I'm just sur- I'm just surprised because usually these things go on for three hours or something. Well, when I put this together with the other part of the episode, it'll be mm-hmm. hella long. Okay. Well, yeah, I was there for that. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just uh... And Hearn's there for this. Yeah, but Her- he's just being quiet. Hearn's actually here, but he's being quiet. He's looking at his phone, <laughs> reading texts, checking emails. Yes, he's checking his emails. Uh, listen to Inside Video Games Classic, wherever you get your podcasts. And listen to Super NPC Radio. I occasionally will be on some episodes on there. Yes, absolutely. Um, please check out July on uh, the Metal Gear Solid Games Club, actually, where he's been mm-hmm. guesting on a handful of those. Um, and yeah, um, I'll see you on the other side of this with our main event for uh, the video games, a comedy show. Welcome back to Video Games, a comedy show. I'm your host, Jeremy Schmidt. I am sitting here with the resident movie sexpert, Michael Hearn. Uh, Michael, you are a director, writer, producer. You make things. You make shorts. You've been behind a camera. You know your way around a cast of characters. You've directed a person in your life. Yes. Yeah, still that. And I- <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'm a big fan of movies, mm. uh, movies even more than video games. Ah, uh, but I am, yeah, I've always been kind of invested in Oscars, especially for last, you know, sort of like a couple decades when I, you know, the time when I've been alive and, uh, yeah, like it's been an interesting, they're not always ones I always agree with. I'm always seeking out more stuff than just that. I'm always seeking out more interesting independent films or like films from other countries um, but Oscars have been getting better. I would say that. I feel like they've been expanding their scope a lot more. I feel like there's still steps they could take to be better, but I still feel like it's a lot more optimistic. I don't even. I'm not even that mad at some of the nominees. I'm mad about some of the snubs. Okay. Furious about some of the snubs. Yeah. Like what? Do you, what? What yeah. was snubbed? Well, the bait one we saw together, the French Dispatch, not a single nomination. I did notice that. I was kind of so. I, here's my take on the Oscars real quick. Tell me if you agree or disagree. There's a sure. meta to the Oscars that's like, it's almost like there are rules, like, like to the, mm-hmm. like, um, and they're invisible rules. Like, yeah. like I think from watching so many Oscars, like growing up watching the Oscars like every year mm-hmm. with my family, I, you start to notice like certain trends, like, okay, they mm-hmm. really like a big one. Everyone references like period pieces. That's, that'll yeah. like, 
that's like a shortcut to like Oscar. Yeah, pay. like if if you want it, if you're an actor and you want a Oscar nomination, you should be in a biopic. You should play a real person. Play a real person. A bio- yeah, exactly. And um, so the meta to the Oscars is that there are certain films that really strongly appeal, yeah. and to the to the Academy, and then there are certain films that even though they are really good, prestigious, they might even win top awards at other festivals or award shows. They don't really fit in the Oscars, i.e., I believe. Yeah. I believe Titan is nominated, but it, for best foreign film, right? It is not uh, nominated for best international. Uh, I think it was on the short list and it didn't make the top five. Which is crazy because it won the Palme d'Or. Yeah. Which is like yeah, exactly. maybe equally, if not even harder to win. Yes. Award. It's been a weird thing of like, yeah. And but but yeah, that one, Parasite won mm-hmm. the Palme d'Or and then won Best Picture. And then won Best Picture, So yes. it kind of depends on it, does your film fit into the mold of the yeah. program. And I mean, there's things where I'm like, I'm a big fan and I consider a snub of certain films, but I'm also like, I'm not surprised it didn't get far in the Oscars. Like, I also love The Green Knight, which is this really cool yeah, independent like sort of fantasy swashbuckling film with a really interesting meta text. And I'm like, yeah, that... Might not have gotten a chance at any Oscars. I am surprised it didn't get like production design or something where it's like you undeniable good stuff there. Like same with French Dispatch, where it's like you see the production design of that film and it's so intense yeah. and it's like it didn't even get a nomination. French Dispatch but, should have definitely got nominated for best yeah. screenplay. Yes, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of that film in general. But yeah, like I think that was one of Wes Anderson's best screenplays, and he's been nominated before for just like director or screenplay. Right. Like never got anything too huge, and that's fine. Yeah. I get he's that's not always the Oscars cup of tea, but like yeah, it is wild that like that was such a big production that was such a like rise like like hype up especially for people like me, and then it just didn't get any heat after the fact. Yeah, I, it has another weird thing about the Oscars is um tell me and tell me if you also agree or disagree. A lot of films that come out sure. earlier in the year tend to get forgotten yeah. by the time the Oscars come around, and I think that's another situation for sure uh, French Dispatch situation. Yeah. And then there's other weirder ones where it's like, like some that get resurgence later, closer to Oscars, regardless of release date. Like Coda was the big surprise of this year's Oscar that it got so many, no- that it got like nominations, but it was like the Sundance film mm-hmm. that Apple like bought and everything. And I feel like it just like it had enough like heat from like its purchase. It got enough like attention in the circuits, and eventually just like kept building and building. Yeah. And now it's like. It used to be like, oh, that's just like one of the films possibly nominated. Now it's like people say it might win over Power to the Dog. It might win over like big names. And I'm like, that's really loud. It's there's weird narratives to all of it. Yeah. And there's also like the Academy yeah. clearly has its favorites, like people that it's been watching yes. and that it will kind of give, I think, throw a bone to them, even if yeah. their films aren't that good. Like, for example, Don't Look Up being nominated is, yeah. like, psychotically insane because everybody <laughs> hated that movie so much. And, like, but they love Adam McKay because... I don't I don't know. It seems almost arbitrary sometimes. It's, like, like yeah, Big Short was really pin. good, but then, like, they just seem, seem like they're going to... Like, like, he's going to win someday, it seems. But for yeah. what project... We don't know. Probably not this one. I feel like Paul Thomas Anderson, another no. Oscar darling who's never yes. won, you know, always a bridesmaid. Yeah. Um, always up for screenplay and stuff. Tends to not get big nominations. Gets like actors Yeah, he'll get his actors winning, straight up winning yeah. and nominated. Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis, yeah, stuff like that. But yeah, like himself, he tends to be just on the sidelines. And Or his DP won, I believe, for There Will Be Blood as well. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I think that's true. You're right. Um, um, yeah, and then, like, you know, if you've won in the past, sometimes they'll bring you back in, like, a Guillermo del Toro, Nightmare Alley. Yeah. Probably all, also seems like an odd Oscar choice. Um, yeah. Not a lot of heat in, like, the real world, but then, like, for credits for people who liked, like, the craft of it, they were really behind it. Right. And then, like, Brett, like even Bradley Cooper is, like, kind of one of those names of people who just keep coming back to the Oscars, even if, like... Uh, like not always winning or not always like in the best project that he's ever been in type of thing. Right. They love it. They love them some Bradley Coops. Um, I mean, I don't blame him for that. Ooh. Yeah. Swoon. Uh, but swoon. Um, okay. So let's go through some of these. I've seen very little of them. <laughs> so I will be going off of what I think they are. And her will be going off of what he knows they are. And off uh, of that. Uh, drive my car. Uh, we talked a little bit about it before in the opening. Um, the type of game that this seems like it, it probably could be is because you you mentioned that it's slow. It's a collection of shorts. Is that right? No, that's it's, his other film, uh, Wheel of Fortune and Fantasy. It's based on a short. It's based uh, on by a Miracom. short. By I think maybe that would for you off. Sorry. Slow uh, car. Is this game sort of like a Kentucky Route Zero type <laughs> thing? Kind of. I mean, it's kind of vignetted a little bit. It's all about the craft of storytelling and acting, too. So like, it's definitely a type of... It definitely would... I do like Kentucky Route Zero as a fan for this, too, because I thought we were going to do the obvious thing to be like, it's Forza Horizon, except it's slower. Or yeah, something. or is it like GTA, but, like... Mm. But like meaningful. <laughs> what if GTA was but, a yeah. heart, a goddamn tearjerker? <laughs> Instead, our trader to uh, point a gun and someone shoot them. It's our trader to act out a scene from waiting for it to go. Yeah, or right. Something. Yeah. Uh, no, I like the idea of Kentucky Route Zero because it, it is kind of a good parallel for its story structure. Um, but there's a lot of like asides. There's a lot of like layered stories in it. Mm-hmm. Um, a big one that keeps coming back is that his wife like tells a story within the film that we hear in like sort of chapters. So like she tells like the beginning of it at the very start of the film, and then she comes back later and tells another part. Uh, and so it switches perspectives well, sometimes. Uh, I wouldn't say it switches perspective, but like it's literally like the main character is now listening to a story within this film. So it's uh, almost like the and that's what little of Kentucky Route Zero, our game of the year of that year. Uh, kind of reminded me of so i like that answer all right kentucky route zero for drive my good, car good job what about good nightmare job. alley <laughs> i'm picturing i have an idea this is, you have an idea for this well go no, for no, it no, first. no no i'm just i was just gonna kind of describe it as being sort of a freak show circusy yeah. type vibe uh fantasy elements to it maybe yeah um I, I mean you're accurate i also feel like it's interesting you stopped at right the place where i feel like i'm i'm taking the ball and running with it which is kind of becomes a film about conning people. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a grifting... Yeah, like there's the drifter world of the carny, but then it also goes in the high-class society of how they drift and con people there. Mm-hmm. So my attitude is it should be like a Phoenix Wright-style game, oh. except instead of solving a case, you're picking out, like, what is this person weak against? What is this person and conning them based on, like, uh, I decisions that. and dialogue wheels? Yeah. So like you spot a uh, suck, like a rich sucker and you're like how can I drift money a out mark, of this guy? So to speak. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and how to how and like you can take the right way and get it correct, or you accidentally end up the wrong way and lose the case. Hmm. I love this. Okay, so Nightmare Alley is kind of more like a Ace Attorney, almost like a 
Professor Layton, something like that. Yeah. Like a... Also bought all the Ace Attorney games on sale recently. Oh, nice. Yeah, I sales. I really want to play that uh, that new one, the Chronicles one. Yeah, yeah, the great one. Uh, don't look up a political <laughs> satire piece about uh, a, a a global uh, threat being a meteor, correct? Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, nobody really wants cares or wants to listen. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think about like a? Uh, I'm picturing something like a global threats. Meteor could be aliens. Maybe like a Earth Defense Force kind of game. <laughs> Just you and a bunch of bros shooting up at the meteor. <laughs> yeah, shooting up <laughs> at the meteor. <laughs> Uh, the whole game is you and a bunch of bros. You yes, get your like whittling it down. Yeah, just trying to get, just like get it down a little bit. So yeah. the impact. There's like a giant health bar on the bottom, and you're <laughs> shooting at it for an hour, and it's still like uh, decreases. I'm picturing just like a big bit. souls like energy bar <laughs> where like your little sword just does no damage to the thing. Yeah, and then the moon pulls out a cloth and drinks it, and it grows back off. And you're like, God damn yes. it! Yes. Oh, that's the worst. Actually, I said moon. You know, this maybe uh, the, another parallel could be it's a Majora's Mask type game of like a giant meteor coming to crash down. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hmm. Back. This is the most yeah. it's ever crashed, by the way. Sorry. I'm um, sorry. Yeah, I was making sure I closed off a different computer the last time, just in case. But yeah. This is uh, the most it's ever crashed. All right. Mm. My bad. Go on. All good. <laughs> All right. I was just going to say for Don't Look Up, it is kind of like Majora's Master a little bit, too, <gasps> where it's uh, That's a right. giant thing coming down to crash on the earth, and you have to do so this stuff in That's time. That's what it is. Don't look up as yeah. a Majora's Mask. Mask. Except instead this town is full of a bunch of SNL hosts and they're all doing their worst <laughs> characters ever. Yeah. And Link kind of does look like a young Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> so I think I think that works. Yeah. Dune is an interesting one because there's also a video game about Dune. There is a, multiple. Yeah. Um, and it is kind of like it is video gaming in its yeah, design. There's like all these rules to it. There's yeah. all these lore. Like, or like a Mass Atlantic. Effect kind of game. It could easily yeah. fit with the Dune property. There's buffs and debuffs because you ever have the spice or you don't. Yeah. There's Spice it up, baby. Yeah. Um, it could go like the obvious, like again, the video games were all like real-time strategy games, I believe. Yeah. Where you're like were. building bases. They're supposed to be really you're good. You're mining the spice. Yeah, you're mining spice, but you also gotta deal with sandworms and factions and betrayals. Mm-hmm. Could also be like, especially because like some of it is such like an open world, it could take the full on Elden Ring route. Yeah, it feels like, soulsy like the the yeah. movie does because it's so yeah. slow and like plot methodical and plotting. And there's so much mm. lore behind it. Yeah, yeah. Instead of ruin it, spice. Right. Um, yeah, you could be collecting spice souls. FromSoft should make a Dune. FromSoft could make a Dune game. They could get away with it. I mean, they just made a. Uh, they just conjoined with uh, George R. R. Martin. Why not uh, Frank Herbert? Yeah, he's probably yeah. not alive, right? 
No, it's not, but his son is, oh. I think, the one who's taking over. Here's the thing with Dune. I don't know the lore too well. I've never read a single one of the books. I don't know the hype. And my only reference point were the other Dune things, like the David Lynch movie. Right. And the Sci-Fi Channel thing. And from those alone, and Jodorowsky's Dune, which is a documentary about a filmmaker wanting to right. make a Dune film. Yes. So from those, I just did not understand what the appeal of Dune is, really. I was like, what, what does, why does this matter? Why do people want to make it so much? It seems kind of dumb. This movie version of Dune, at least, is the closest I've been to be like, oh, okay, I get it. There's like a whole sci-fi world here. There's some lore that's interesting. There's family dynamics. We character kind of has like potential. But yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I think we cracked from, it. I think a from game. Okay. I think a from game, or a, a from or game. maybe like a Mass Effect, like an RPG where you're a Bioware. Yeah, you're going to different. You having the conversations. Um, now Belfast is interesting because <laughs> this is a very serious like drama about that takes place like in Belfast before the Second World War or during yeah, the Second it, World War. It's. I think it's during. I think it's during wartime, and it's very specifically about like they're shuttered. Like the whole neighborhood they're in is a little shuttered, and it's uh, like people who are rebelling, like almost are breaching their lines a little bit and throwing shit around. I'm kind of picturing now from that a tower defense type game where you're in the neighborhood of Belfast. Yes. And you're building it up, and yes. like you're putting up barriers, you're employing soldiers, all that mm-hmm. stuff. And then you're the kid in the middle of it also who's just, like, worried about his parents. So there's a little story there. Maybe, like, a Valkyrie uh, Chronicles or something with, like, you know, half story, half you're doing real-time RTS or tower defense. That's true. I like, yeah, Valkyrie Chronicles. And then, like, dating sim a little bit for little kids. Yeah, a little bit like Because you have a crush um, on the girl. What's that game? Sakura Wars or whatever? Yeah. Or even like free house, like Fire Emblem, where it's uh-huh. like you have like relationships that you're like building up. So you could build up a relationship with your mom by buying her a fish or something, oh, that's and then good. she likes you more. Yeah, that's good. Licorice Pizza is interesting because <laughs> I think to me this game, I'm I'm picturing the game Bully, like the Rockstar ah. game Bully, like where it's like a that's low a stakes, like you're but you're doing fun little puzzles and mini games kind of throughout the world yeah. and. Again, kind of talking like, and good writing, forming relationships, yeah. stuff like that. And I like Bully too because that like in some Grand Theft Auto and like Rockstar games, you have like side businesses. Yeah. Licorice Pizza, you would have like a yes. dozen side businesses. Yeah you, yeah, you do a bunch of side side quests yeah. or like you know your pinball set up your pinball uh, yeah. arcade or set up your um, waterbed store. So I have two answers for Licorice Pizza, and one is Kelsey's, because she pitched this to me, and I told her what the situation was, and we were just (laughs) joking about some of it. So this is her idea, and I want to give her proper credit. Mm -hmm. Since Licorice Pizza is in the 70s, it should be like a 70s Pac-Man clone, but it's Licorice Pizza. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And it's you sort of eating the dots is representing like you progressing the world, but you're also like trying to help out Awana. It could be like co-op. We didn't like work out the. Teams, I, li- I that like was that, like putting it in a '70s yeah. style, like Atari game or something. Yes. could be good, or just making it a pinball, like pinball cabinet. Yeah. You know, just they did. They did make pinball cabinets for it for uh, that pop up in Westwood right. in some places. Right. Cool. Pop-up. Uh, but it was a cool pop up. Was a that whole situation was cool. Shame some people put, just drove out there and then were mad about the movie about it. Kind of bummer. Uh, but. Uh, my pitch 
that is separate is it is an endless runner because they're always running in that game. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Yeah. Oh, talk about snubs. So My big snub is Alana Haim, I think, should have been nominated. She was really good. I also like Cooper Hoffman, but I'm also like I did he wouldn't get like nominated I thought he was role. great, but I didn't think but, I didn't think yeah. he was like like a bra- like as like Alana Haim is like a breakout star in that. Yeah, she's a more dynamic character too. She does a lot like she kinda goes for more emotions. He's kind of like aloof a, l- a little flatter but, yeah yeah but i do like uh, both them in it i think that whole cast is awesome uh we were i was thinking about like favorite ensembles of the year because there were some big ones that were like obvious like drive my car has a big ensemble french dispatch has like everyone in the world in it yeah uh but then like you think about like more tinier ones like and i think just the coolness of like Whitters Pizza, there's a new character popping up here and there, and it's like it's Sean Penn as a disheveled, like drunken actor. Yeah. It's Tom Waits as his friend, and it's like that's so fun. And then obviously Bradley Cooper, yeah, as John and Peters, Benny Safty, and yeah, Benny Safty. You got the the lady who plays the agent, which is not a long yeah, part that of that was, movie, but uh, no. definitely a highlight. Very remarkable. <laughs> yeah. Yes, even even his mom as like Mary, uh, that woman. Yeah, she's cool. She's really she's dead. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just interesting cast. Um, but yeah, Endless Runner, where you play as the two, and you're just running through L.A., dodging uh, cars with no gas and racist people and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I like that. Power of the Dog, to me, is mm-hmm. is already like Red Dead Redemption 2 or something. Yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, like it's hard Western to pitch it away sub- from Western yeah, style. Yeah, it's like a it. subversion yeah. of the Western. Or yeah. Whatever. It's kind of like the end part of Red Dead Redemption where you're like on a farm doing and chores. It seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then suddenly that's dramatic. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah, that's a, yeah. That part and then part dating sim. Yeah. Part dating sim. <laughs> tower defense a little bit. Uh, and then, yeah. And then when she, and then you can play as Kirsten Dunst and have like a home makeover section where you just, Gussy up the home base. Oh, that's good. It's a little like uh, what, what maybe a little like um, Sims or Pokemon yeah, or something Sims where you have to dress or... up your little Pikachu. But it's mm-hmm. Kirsten Dunst, you know. But it's Kirsten Dunst. Yes, the ultimate uh, power Pokemon. The ultimate power Pokemon. Um, West Side Story to me is mm-hmm. is also like Dune, very video gamey already. Where it's like yes, that Yeah, and... it's like almost like it, I could see like a gritty. Uh, Last of Us <laughs> style West Side Story or something or or maybe even a more fun like uh, Yakuza type game. I had Yakuza on my mind too because yeah. yeah even like the Warriors they made a video game off that and that's kind of adjacent to like the idea of like factions and spread out over to New York and stuff. Oh yeah Warriors did have a game that's right yeah. Yeah uh, and it was pretty good. And so, yeah, like that Yakuza element to it, too. I also like the Yakuza element because that has like some degree of like dance and song in it, too. Yeah. So that silliness, to you know, sure. light, lightheartedness. Yeah. Right, so yeah. I, yeah. Okay, um, that one's hard to come down. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like that's just a solid one to watch. Yeah, that's just perfect. Uh, yeah, we're done. Uh, King Richard, uh, <laughs> Mario Tennis? <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say it's hard to again. It's hard to get away from like a hot shots tennis or something. Hot shots tennis with like, but with like maybe a story. Yeah, they come up like the whole sort of like rights to riches story of it too is there. So like there should be like a socioeconomic point to it or like an economy point. You're upgrading your rackets and stuff. You're upgrading your house for morale. Yeah, yeah, like a little RPG elements to it. Yeah. Oh, I 
like that. King Richard, uh, tennis mm-hmm. aces. Yeah, King Richard, tennis aces. <laughs> At the uh, bonus level where it's uh, the gusty winds of the boo. Ha- yeah, ha- yes, ha- exactly. And, and you have to try to. You have to try to. They have to like play tennis against a haunted mirror yeah. <laughs> who's just firing oh. their balls back at them. All the charging chats are racist golf or tennis court exactly. owners and stuff. Uh, Coda, our final film on the list here. Mm. I don't know anything about this movie. It seems yeah. like a movie about. Uh, is it about like the hearing impaired? Is that sort of part of it? Yeah. Uh, the main dynamic of it is Coda stands, which is a sort of pun, is means like a musical term, the end of a song or like that part of a song right. that fades out. It's also an acronym that stands for child of deaf adults, oh. which is a real term because it's the idea of sometimes deaf adults have a kid. And so you, I don't know if it's usually or what just happens like one way or the other, but sometimes they're deaf, sometimes they're not. So the actress of Coda is a girl who is not deaf, but her family is. And she wants to sing, and her family who can't hear, you know, her sing has like conflicted feelings about it. Uh, and then there's other elements to that, or like they have a fishing, uh, they run a fishing boat as their jobs, and they live in like a small town, and they're the only deaf people around, so it's kind of that tricky too. Gotcha. So what my pitch is is it's elite beat agents. Whoa! Because you have to use because. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the thing too is like she's wanting to like get better at singing. She hates a singing class. I like where you're going with this, elite beat so agents. It's, <laughs> so it's all about her proving herself through song. So it should just be that way about all the things in the film. So like she's fishing, and then the elite beat agents will drop down behind her, and they'll be like, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Like, and then you have yes. to play elite beat agents. Yes. So. It's just that whole plot of Coda, but you're playing it as elite beat agents is my picture. I was also like, because I'm just like looking at a lot of the imagery from it and some of the trailers that mm-hmm. I've seen. In like, there's there's definitely like a whimsical sort of element to the visuals, where it seems like a lot of like um, a lot of like rack focusing and like uh, you know that kind of indie film glow. It had you know I, yeah. I don't know if that's consistent throughout, but I was picturing maybe like maybe it's elite beat agents with like an element of like flower or uh or you know um what's it journey like that developer that does like the that game company or whatever um to to kind of spruce up the visuals you know make it a little more a little more floaty um floaty i did that yeah something like that maybe um could also have a hot coffee moment in it because the parents have sets in one scene. Perfect. I like that. Yeah. And, there's a hot yeah. coffee uh, controversy around this game. Let's just put hot coffee moments in all the movies. I'm not seeing a single yeah. movie on here I don't want to <laughs> see a hot coffee moment of. Hell yeah. Especially Nightmare Alley. Give me those oh, geeks, baby. baby. Give me those freaks. Hey. Um, those freaky geeks. Uh, all right. Well, that's that covers all the best picture noms. Maybe for a Yay. bonus you can throw in. Do you have any other mm. ideas for any of the other adjacently nominated films well i mean talking about snubs they did make and they did make a pen and paper rpg off of the green knight a24 oh cool uh, as like a selling point for like probably on their shop where you can buy all their other stuff i haven't played it i'm sure it's amusing as like a and d like diversion treat i don't know if actual dungeons and dragons fans would think it's very satisfying but i mean just the concept that they did that is fun it is fun uh, isn't that fun? It ain't that fun. Uh, um, other like adjacently, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like the ones that were like nominated but not for best picture and what they could fit in. 
Um, but actor-wise, hmm. Yeah, who else was nominated? Even there was like being the Ricardos. There was Tick Tick Boom. There was uh. Yeah, Tick Tick Boom could be kind of like a FPS maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Being the Ricardos, you're shooting songs at people. Yeah, yeah, that's like, I don't even. Yeah, that's. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know about being the Ricardos. Yeah, you don't want to be in the Rose Ricardos. They're no good. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, which another like good snub from last year? Well, Tatane, we were just talking about. Oh yeah, Tatane. That's like that could be like a really fucked up, like uh, <laughs> almost like a. Could picture that being like a, like an observer or something, like some sort of like weird like psychotic horror thriller game. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like those games where you like kind of build your abilities by like combining and joining like elements, like could just be that, but with uh, cars and people. Right. For Tatain, and uh, I mean you're always on the run from cops and that, so that could be like a very Grand Theft Auto. Could be. Uh, system. We got a uh, Kristen Stewart and Spencer. Uh, that, you know, true. that's a uh, that could be easily a uh, <laughs> uh, a uh, uh, help me out here uh, kind of endless runner, <laughs> endless runner. Where she's running. <laughs> and honestly, that's gonna do it for our show. Thank you for listening uh, to Video Games and Comedy Show. Those are the Oscars. That's our picks. Those are the uh, those are the games that these uh, these movies could easily make. As her could and should, should be should, made into. As her said before, give us money. That this <laughs> is all a ploy to get uh, to get us more cash. Uh, Hearn, where do you want people to know about you? Where can people find you? Well, I'll be starting up a production company to make all these uh, games, and then uh, also a movie production to make movies off the games we make off these movies. Oh yeah, I would love to see sp- like us make <laughs> that endless runner of Licorice Pizza and yeah. then remake Licorice Pizza based on the game. <laughs> Make it into Run Lola Run, Run Lola, but Run. Licorice Pizza. Yeah, perfect. Uh, yes, and if when I do do that, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Michael C. Hearn, which should have information on all my films, including upcoming film Big Ideas Detective Agency, which we're thinking around turning corner that yes, festival season's over soonish rather than laterish, so I'll probably just put it out there one of these days. And then I am working on pre-production for a new short film, so I might put information about that up soon. Yes. Uh, that's me. And you can follow me on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime. You can follow the show on Twitter at VGA Comedy Show. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more of it, please visit patreon.com slash super NPC radio, where we have a ton of bonus content from the creators of this show, Reactivators, Call Me By Your Game, and Inside Video Games Classic with July. We're currently running our Metal Gear Solid Games Club series over there. That is quite an exciting predicament to find ourselves in young Hearn, who also mm-hmm. uh hosted a ghost babble the episode two ghost of that babble show episode. i hosted the first one metal gear solid uh connor mccabe recently hosted metal gear solid three and we're about to do portable ops here in nigh but a week's time thank you so much for listening we'll see you next week with a brand new episode on a brand new topic